Welcome to the Lemon Narrative Podcast with Sabrine. I am Sabrine, your host. I am a writer and a storyteller, and I'm here today um, with an amazing guest, again, one of my favorite friends. <laughs> so in this podcast, I ask my guests the questions, the question you guys are used to by now, what would you tell me if I am writing a feature film about you? So I'm going to let my uh, guest introduce herself. Here you go. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, Sabrina. So uh, I hate those questions to like say something about yourself. I guess that this reminds me of those groups when people are there for some reason. And the first question is, uh, let's introduce each other. Icebreaker. So, yeah, what to say what to say i mean this is this didn't break any eyes this is the only bring my anxiety like mm. on the surface so yeah i i could suppose that you would ask me that so um what i really think is that i'm a thinker about patterns and relationships um human behavior so why we do things we do questioning our, um, you know, actions, um, what we like, why we like something, why we dislike something, how to, I don't know, how we explore the world. So this is what I really think about um, myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm psychologist and psychotherapist under supervision. This is my profession. So I work with uh, clients and mostly people that come to me are coming uh, for some topics that are related to uh, relationships mm -hmm. and communication so all those things that I already think about yeah so you are into the field you're one of the lucky ones you are into the field that you love you know how yes. we say yes. sometimes you have a job and it doesn't align with what, who you are, but you have to do it for the money, but you're there and, and I'm happy for you. Um, yeah, I felt like I found some loophole in the system because <laughs> I was like, I can't work nine to five. I, I just cannot. I was trying. I was trying my best to do it, mm -hmm. but doing something that just for the sake of somebody told you to do something was super hard for me and i knew that this is how life functions mm. but on one area i was like okay maybe i'll try a little bit of this and see if this can work out and if this works out then maybe this can become my job so yeah. this is how things started yeah. but i, I had, didn't I, I had interest in becoming a psychotherapist and even prepared mm -hmm. my applications for masters and stuff. Wow. That's another story. Uh, I am happy to be with a psychotherapist. I know a lot of you guys, <laughs> basically two of my friends. Uh, mm. I myself work in therapy, but with kids, autistic children. Um, yeah, I feel like in kind of in my element with you. So I'm just going to head off with a question, the first question from the topic. Uh, so the umbrella question is, what would you tell me if I'm writing a feature film about you from your life so far? And I know you're still young, but I am pretty sure you have so many experiences to share with us today. So my first question would be, if um, there's a film about you, 
what would be the opening scene? The first scene people would, you know, watch. Mm-hmm. Um, we met at Night Owl Nation, so this is a place where we tell stories. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I have, I actually brought out so many stories that I don't think regularly. Mm. And this one is like, mm, this is it. This story is how I would open um, the first movie scene. So mm-hmm. I was eight years old and uh, I was with my best friend at a public swimming pool. So I guess that nowadays it, this wouldn't be like allowed to as a kid, eight-year-old mm-hmm. kid to go alone. Mm-hmm. But we were... Um, going to the swimming pool uh, that are for non-swimmers. So you have two swimming pools that are for non-swimmers and one Olympic swimming pool. Mm. And uh, we are, um, I was a non-swimmer. My friend just learned to swim. So we were together. And when we arrived there, it was like a hot, sunny day. And we find found out that those swimming pools are not working so those were adequate for us that are not swimming and it was like okay so what are we going to do so it's too hot we're bored and we don't have anywhere to go so but in front of us is an olympic swimming pool like two meters deep and we don't know to swim at least i don't know to swim but she knows so we were like okay let's go inside and hold for the ladders and just cool, cool down. Mm. Like we have, we are in the water. We are not moving. She can swim around a little bit, but this is it. So we're now in the swimming pool, two meters deep. I'm non-swimmer, and we talk. But at some point, this starts to be boring. And I was like, hmm, how to fix this? So I don't know to swim, but let me think about swimming. So you have like the upper part, the arms. And arms and head that needs to somehow like take, you need to take some breath there. Uh, and you have legs that are similar, that are mm-hmm. simple to, to do. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I know the, the other part, legs part, I know, but the upper part, I'm not sure, but she knows, she learned to swim. So we can do something like this. I can grab her by her legs and swimming with my legs and she can swim the the upper part. Mm-hmm. So I shared my idea to my friend. She's like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It seems so, cool for an eight years old. Yeah. I have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. It made sense. So you can imagine that uh, when we like started our idea, I started drowning. So hopefully people were there so really close to me and they uh, brought me out yeah Uh, brought me out but uh, this was like um, you know the thing is (laughs) you need to that what if and testing things out Mm. and sometimes so many times actually being wrong so this is something that is following me my whole life uh, and many of those ideas were risky or um, challenging or super cool, but uh, many of those were like wrong ideas. 
so that uh, would hurt me mm. so i guess i would open with this story why, why did you choose this zero banksy why did i choose those this story mm. um because still i find myself asking questions like okay i hear you but what if mm. and have that kind of excitement and i need to see myself if this has something to it or not and that kind of excitement is following me but just the way i'm like choices i'm making are different because i'm more mindful now now that i have some bad experiences like mm -hmm. i know for a fact what i should not do but still there is some testing there okay so you're spontaneous <laughs> adventurous i guess i guess uh you like new experiences uh, yeah yeah do you get bored easily because you said you said like okay we said uh, the pool uh your side of the pool the not the not so deep is closed so we're going to do this exciting experience of going to the mm -hmm. side that's deep right so yeah. you got into the side and you said oh the the good thing about being in the side is we're gonna halt into the stairs or whatever it is and you know uh, this was exciting when you were out right as soon yeah. as you did this five minutes into it you'll get bored <laughs> and you decide yeah. to, to like, adventure it more further yes. like experience yes. it more further and then you experience it more further and um you know something bad and when happens I get, when, when something bad happens like or i test things and like mm, this is a bad idea that's when i stop okay do you stop this is the boundary. Wait, i have a question did you okay. do, do you know how to swim now mm -hmm. so you went back and learned how to swim yeah so that's not in my opinion this is one of the best qualities you, you probably have because um coming for someone who's spontaneous and adventurous and did a lot of uh, stupid things just to try them out myself <laughs> Sometimes when it comes with a traumatic event like drowning, drowning, like I, I can't swim till now, um, I just I I get like a small phobia from it. Like mm -hmm. only I think this summer I went back to the pool. So I think in your story, um, and when you started by saying I'm interested in the human, uh, why people do things, right? It's because you do you think it's because you are wondering why do you take these risky decisions? Did this come to your mind? No. No? You just mm -hmm. love taking them? <laughs> it's not something you're asking. Yeah, but... but Do you know I... why? Do you know okay. why, though? Okay. Do you know why you're taking them? Because of excitement. But I uh, transitioned. So I transitioned from, uh, like, experimenting with uh, physical things mostly. Like, for example, like swimming or... Like I had a minor break concussion from riding a bike or things like that. Mm. So because this hurts, mm. I transitioned to ideas and concepts and uh, theories. So it's more of a, mm, but what if you combine this and that? What do you get out of this? So mm. 
when you're in the area of psychotherapy, it is like never ending process yes. because yes, you have um, you have so many things that are connected because mm. people people are using. I understand that this is what is happening, but what is happening is that people are self-diagnosing themselves from what they read online or from mm. uh, one they assume they have some kind of problem and they self-diagnose on that psychological level, but uh, maybe they have, I don't know, high blood pressure or uh, sugar problems with uh, sugar levels. So, mm. so you, you have so many things that are connected. Uh, and if, if you want to go from uh, psychology, from the mind to connect that with the body and how body affects mind. So this is, literally never ending process and every time i figure out something some part of um i don't know psychology theory or something that i can add to my practice i'm like wow mm -hmm. and then okay what's next so this mm -hmm. starts to be like this is familiar mm -hmm. let me read the next thing so you said i'm a thinker you went from being a thinker who's now a researcher do you think so? Because you experiencing, uh, sorry, you asking questions, isn't this what research is about? I don't know if you are into research psychotherapy, um, but do you think that's something, because this is what I find when I read journal articles. I always ask myself, how did they come with a theory, right? Because the more they go into research and stuff, they're like, ah, but what if we, this what if if the cause of depression was not this but it's this right and that's how they sit down and you know theorize everything and then come up with the research and then do the research with the uh, participants and then you you find yourself reading a journal articles with results and discussion and everything else right um yeah. did you yeah. did you try doing that yeah i'm not that kind of a Explore. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's too much work. It's too yes, much work. I'm more of yeah. a practical one. So okay, I tell go me, into details. Tell me a time. Yeah, go to details and tell me a time where you um, actually, if it's not a private, uh, it doesn't relate to your job. It's not, has privacy with it. Can you tell okay. me a story like that? Um, so the thing is, well, the whole thing we are doing in Night Owl Nation, and mm. I ask myself, how come that I'm here for one year and a half, mm. and I'm still there, like on every Sunday service, uh, Monday mm. uh, leadership meeting, uh, then from time to time I watch Tuesday, Thursday live, then um, Saturday hot seat. So you have so different things there, and I'm mm. present. So You're present. what is what is mm. there because i would usually i would get bored mm. but uh what's not actually... a, it's not a boring environment but go ahead yes because you yeah you um my experience is that um we question things mm. so there's no one uh, answer for everything yeah. So then you learn those little, those nuances in way you're wording things, in where you're sharing your story. So if you have that 
five second moment if you have your those darlings to kill so how to like cut those little details in your story to have your message like delivered delivered as simple as possible so not using big words just be like downturned as much as possible which is so hard to do yeah it is so also um it doesn't need to be in my practice uh i like to sing so Mm. i sing because um, i enjoy it and uh i'm taking some singing classes so Mm. people um people imagine that you kind of learn a song and then you sing and then this is how how you practice i guess you can do it but my um my way of what i wanted from my classes want want i wanted to get to know my voice so this means that you have so little inside your those larynx and those parts of your um vocal uh, i don't know how how to say it so vocal layers that organ that yeah, organ is that, that's, so that's over here in chords yeah it's it's in milli- millimeters like less than millimeters of change you can you can do but you don't know how you actually do it you just somehow just see sometimes mm-hmm. you see your face of your teacher how she does it and you kind of mimic it and you do it you don't know what you did you cannot repeat but something happened Mm. So you need to really focus. So was it was it a clear note? Did it hurt a little bit or not? Was it did the air like go smoothly? So those little nuances. Mm. And I didn't want to learn songs. So for one year, I didn't learn any songs. I was just providing those. I, I don't know some notes. vocals, um, and I was testing things. Mm. So. These kind of practical adventures that you kind of explore a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And at some point, hopefully this kind of makes sense. But mm. in the process, people are looking at you and they say, what do you have out of it? So this sounds ridiculous. You go there and, and scream and so what? Mm. And this is it. This is exciting for me. Um First of all, I want to like explain to listeners and watchers what is Night Owl Nation. So Night Owl Nation is a community. Um, the head of the community or our mentor and teacher is Sun Yi. Um, I'm going to put his information down in the description below. All of us met. <laughs> so far, I think most of my guests are from Night Owl Nation. And it's a community that has so many benefits to us as storytellers. And you would be surprised how storytelling relates to all kind of lives and um, professions and just 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 your regular life. Uh, storytelling is one of, I don't know, it's, it connects people. Right. And Sun is such a great and amazing teacher, down to earth person. Like I what you said about experiencing and being in Night Owl Nation, I remember when the the, the membership was five dollars and I was like, It's five dollars. Let me let me see if um in the hot seat I actually see the guy and he talks to me and answers my questions, I will stay. But if it's a scam, I will leave. And I remember the second day of me joining he had a storytelling class uh for new members i think every monday or something like that 
and we were only five people or something like that. And he came, he showed up and he talked to each one of us. And because I was following him for so long and I see him working with Jay Shetty and, uh, and Mel Robbins and all these people, I just did not expect him to show up for us five people, but he did such a genuine and authentic person. He has a great uh, podcast as well. Um, I'll be, I'll be linking his, his, all his information and Yelena and I met there. Right. And, um, we just, we learn every day. Everybody are now knowing (laughs) what is night owl nation. People, if you're watching so much, please do your homework. Do your homework. But again, I just want to introduce, um, him and night owl nation because it's been uh, like the reason this podcast started because I was in his podcast. Right. So, um, great guy, great, great community. And I think, the reason you are there, Yelena, is because it's a never end, um, it's a never end uh, adventure because yeah. it does not get boring. Because every mm-hmm. day on every Sunday service, you have people, um, you have people who uh, would show up and they're new and they're telling new story, and you're like, wow. Like now, where are you located? For example, where are you living? I'm from Serbia. You're from Serbia, and I'm and I'm yeah. in Canada right see see how this connection mm. and i am an immigrant who has been living in canada for 11 years uh, my origin is from sudan i've traveled to so many places right so look us to have met just because we joined there so it connects people and i think that's the reason you're still there because you're meeting so many exciting people who are doing great things and all of us are just helping each other so that's that's a reason Going to your singing, <laughs> I was going to ask you to sing for us, but you said you you didn't learn a lot of song, and I was like, she sings. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna ask her to sing. Yeah. Um, I love what you said about how people. Um, I've always said, and I, I've have it. I didn't share this one yet. Um, which says, um, details are everything. The pic picture is boring. So when I see it, when I look at the picture, at the picture, like the picture behind me right now, uh, the drawing, I see the details of it before I see the full thing, because you cannot get to the full thing without those details. And when someone, for example, is painting a painting or writing a uh, thing, or you, for example, right now doing your singing classes, you don't have to see the picture but you need to go through these details for you to understand, right? For you to understand what's yeah. happening with your voice. What you said, I really loved it. I wrote it down. Get to know your voice. So if you're doing anything, get to know what you're doing and how it relates to you um, to see the big picture if you actually want to see the big picture. Because um, at the end, the enjoyment is in the journey, uh, not at the destination, right? The, all the learning, everything that happens, happens during the journey. And as much as the results are amazing and great, they won't be amazing and great without, without a good journey, right? Um, I want to go... Yeah, go ahead. No, especially, if, especially when you have the, um, the vibe of, um, you know, you, you just want to... I don't know, you just want to have some experience. And when you meet another person, this also reflects on how you see other person because, you know, you don't put person in a box 
you are also open for the experience. So mm. this can be, um, I don't know, sometimes even if I see my neighbor and we kind of, while passing by each other, say a word or two, like something that it's not only just high, but it's connected to that moment. It was because that was the excitement of the moment and you want to, I don't know, you are in it. So you mm. have the experience of, I don't know, mutual connection or, or something there. Many times I ask myself because I like it or the moment when, um, I don't know, you, I drive and somebody, I let someone to like go, totally. even if, yeah. yeah, even if I didn't uh, have to, and they kind of wave me or do some blinks, put some mm. blinks on. I'm like, so, so, so this is i know i, I know, know those moments i know those moments. they're so fulfilling they're wholesome yeah i don't know what this happens because it's not like you're gonna see that person ever again yeah or it's not only the the validation like you're a good person it's not it's that moment it's a connection it's the connection yes. you made with that person you know the other day i was you made me think of a funny story i i was every time i remember it i smile and at the at that day i remember smiling all the way back home i was um oh. i was taking a train if you were in in toronto it's a go train and it just takes you from a city to city and i was going and i missed the first train and I was like, I'm just going to go to the platform and wait for the next train instead of waiting downstairs in the station. And when I went there, the, the next train was already there and the doors were open. So I was like, yay, I get to sit beside the window, right? So I went not thinking because that train that goes to the same destination comes to the same platform 11 and 12 every single day. And oh, I take it okay. every single day. So I did not think this couldn't be my train. Right. So I sat down and I'm like eating my snack. And it was the end of the day. I was like getting comfortable. And then another guy, I was sitting here and another guy came. And, as, and the, the, uh, the, the chairs are like four. So two here and then two in front of you. And he's sitting in the chairs. I can see him because he was like, just like me, found seats and he was excited. And then the <laughs> operator said, Welcome to the train that's going to. Kitchener, and that was not our destination. So him and I looked at each other like, and then the guy said, "Just kidding, we're going to blah blah blah." And I was like, and him "Oh and my I god!" Start laughing because <laughs> when he said Kitchener, both of us just looked at each other like we we screwed up, we screwed up. And then he said, wow. "Just kidding," and both of us was like. <laughs> It was so funny. And I, yeah. I, you know, I was smiling. I was laughing for five minutes, him and I. And then he was sitting and we kind of forget about it. And then I keep remembering it and I keep smiling. And I, I don't even remember how this guy looks like mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. But I can't remember it. It was a connection. Both of us dismissed the previous train, found this train, and then we saw the train. And now we're thinking, where's the next train? Where's platform and we might be late again and it would happen in five seconds you know but it was amazing so i want to go back to you and this is a great talk <laughs> and i feel like remember when we did the discovery call you and i we talked for an hour um yeah and we're just we connected so 
you choose the you chose the opening scene you going to the pool trying this uh new thing uh i mean new idea that seemed cool and then you know disaster happened after <laughs> and i'm sure this happened a lot in your life what do you think and this happened you said you were eight years old yes okay what is another like you feel like this is an era of your life or something else what do you think something we can move on from there something into your childhood or like um high school because i see this young this is how the film starts young girl with her friend and she just come up with this spontaneous idea because it's exciting and then the idea got boring after it was mm -hmm. exciting then you go into this did you go home one day you got out of the pool did they call your parents or you just went home no i wasn't drowning like a lot <laughs> because the person You're was like yeah yeah i was so close to those uh letters yeah. that uh somebody just like for me yeah, out out. Like, yeah. Like, so, doing? so you just went home you didn't tell anyone yeah 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 I didn't how tell. many times this this happened in your life um well to be honest not many that i can recall of because mm. um because uh, i learned the lesson i guess <laughs> <laughs> You're not just a spontaneous person, you're learning it too, eh? I, I'm <laughs> learning lessons, yes. Yeah. yeah there are okay. some other examples. Um I mean there are few few like larger examples of me uh, making wrong choices when I was younger at around that age. Um I also um I was crossing some um street it? it's like a chain i was you have a chain that uh -huh. and you're trying to jump over that ah okay it's like, like a, a chain like somewhere a, on the it's street like a gate yes or something yes ah, okay yes okay. so we were um after school we were trying to like cross over that chain so you cross from the concrete to the grass oh, okay. um and um you have also your backpack uh, mm. there so i was crossing over and i was successfully i crossed on, on the um uh, grass but when i needed to come back from the grass to the concrete uh i didn't do it the same way because my foot stuck on that chain and mm. i fall on the ground so i just people are started like coming like are you okay are you okay and i just noticed with my um tongue that i don't have half of this d okay <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i didn't feel the pain it was mm. like oh my god what my mom is gonna tell me <laughs> right now mom is gonna kill me because of this yeah so so um i had this kind of fear that i will upset my mom so i was figuring out the whole way holy okay okay how to tell her um, I don't know how to how to start first, uh, and instantly when I come, I started crying like, "Oh, mom, I did something," oh. and she was like, "What happened?" <laughs> <laughs> and surprisingly, she was like, "Okay, fine," but I know that it wasn't fine because. I cannot like grow these teeth again, you know. Yeah, you have to. Like, I think there's a way to do it, right? When you go to the dentist. Yeah, I have this after that. I 
had that uh, procedure after yeah. this. But anyway, that moment, uh, I didn't know that this procedure exists. No? Oh, right. True. So, yeah, but... Um, I don't know. I have also this kind of adventures, like moment. Mm, let's try it, but also a lot of fear that because mm, you had a previous experience because you yes. learned. And you, you know what is I like about this because <clears throat> I work with kids, mm-hmm. and kids often do these things that you're like, "Are you stupid?" As an adult, you're like you're just going to hurt hurt yourself, and they don't listen to you. And this happens the first time you're like. And you can, and when you work with kids, you can say, "See, I told you. You just have to like um, comfort them because sometimes they're hurt." And then you're like, "Let's talk about this." So there is a procedure to do it, right? But what I like about you is you're a learner because what I see kids usually do is they're going to repeat the same mistake over and over and over until they learn, right? And sometimes it doesn't happen <laughs> while you're with them. It happens later in life, <clears throat> even us as an adult. Um, we see ourselves repeating the same mistake over and we go into this pattern. Remember what Sun was talking about, a pattern? So you see yourself yeah. repeating the pattern and sometimes you're living the victim point of view and you're like, why is this happening to me? This happening to you because you chose it to be happening to you. You know, you, did, you don't see the pattern. But you, you're seeing it since such a young age. I don't know if you've, you've come to this you are aware I mean, of this. I guess I guess that it's it's evolving. But still it just um I'm still taking some risks, but they are kind of small and um it it can be like um I see that there is not parking spot somewhere, but oh, let me try to see if maybe I found somewhere because it's my mm. car is smaller and I can squeeze that somewhere. Mm. So I have that excitement like mm, will I do it or not? Or Recently, uh, I tried um, to put a little bit of uh, bee pollen in smoothies, in like oats. Mm. Um, and then they say, like, if you have never tried it, you, you should like do it just a little uh, mm. because you don't know how you will respond to it. Mm. Uh, so I did, I did that for the first day. And the second day, I was like, Maybe I should what if I... More. What if I try like the whole spoon because like teaspoon because that that's like a do- maximum dosage for the day at least what they say. <clears throat> like mm, maybe I shouldn't do that, but what if we can try to see how I will react? So so that kind of dilemma. I mean, you never know if you're gonna have a reaction or not. Mm. So like, let me try it. So I tried it. And I sensed a little bit of tingling in my <laughs> there. I was like, okay, this was not a this was not a good choice. So let me wait a little bit. So I saw like, okay, my boyfriend is sleeping. If this is necessary, I'll call him. We'll call the ambulance or whatever. Like I have a plan, like safety plan yeah. if something yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. But I needed to see myself, like, okay, this this wasn't a good decision. I won't repeat it. But you yeah. have like endless options endless uh things in your uh, life that you can test so maybe i'm learning but still there are some but you know what there i love taking risks and if you don't take risk you're not gonna evolve in your life 
people who don't take risks just stay where they are and it is safe yeah. and sometimes staying where you are is not a bad thing but for people like you and me taking risks is life i have to tell you that i can't live without taking risks you know and um <laughs> i do learn my lesson uh but sometimes i take risks knowing uh there is 80% chance this is the wrong thing to do but if i did not try it i'll be thinking about it for the rest of my life thinking about that 20% yeah right yeah so so i still go and take that risk and um let's say if that risk uh was end up really badly i'll be like you know what and i remember um i remember this happened to me when i moved to canada and i told my dad i'm just going to quit med school and start here from scratch right and i was already like 3 years into med school so, you know i made it there why would i start in a new country and knew everything from scratch but i wanted to take that risk and i said i told my dad i said if if i failed this is my failure it's no one else's but i'd rather try this than take the safe option and there are people who are like that and i don't know if those are the successful people or i don't i don't like um i don't like categorizing people and choosing what is what are the elements uh that leads to whatever or what what's good in life what's bad in life i think there's no black and white also i think there's not if if risk work for you and i it might not risk, it might not work for other people and safety would be the option the better option for their life in my opinion i don't know what do you think yeah i i guess um what i'm thinking right now when you say like you like to take risks yes this is um one part of the story that i like uh but what also is um was growing through as i was evolving was uh overthinking part of me and the anxiety part that goes with with thinking mm -hmm. too much about stuff mm -hmm. because um because i wouldn't consider myself right now that i'm like a risk taker i i'm like wanna be risk taker but i'm like overthinker and then in that kind of i don't know fusion of those two some risks are happening mm. um, so but i wonder what would happen if i if i'm not like overthinker and that kind of fear of mistake and failure with desire to to make a risk you know i think you have a good balance remember self awareness is not just what you know about yourself it's what people see yeah. you right so um i think you have a good balance a balance between um taking the risk and over analyzing it and over analyzing and overthinking i know it's seen as a bad thing right yeah, it's it's, it's been as a bad thing all the time i think actually the the coolest skill it, that you can develop is that fine balance like what mm. risks to take because um mm. before i thought that if i'm afraid of something i should go through it so mm. i need to like get out of my comfort zone and fight for what i actually want to do Mm -hmm. but uh, as i was 
learning about myself, I noticed that this would only stress me out even more. And even if I successfully do it, I didn't change anything. Basically, I just, I just forced something to happen. So I notice when I have like one-on-one conversation, I'm really like feeling that I enjoy it. But when there are multiple people, I can be over conscious. I can be too conscious about what is happening, how people are reacting, and I am too much in my head. So as I noticed that, um, I found out that for me, my success in like those small risks that I want to take to expand my com- comfort zone would be to talk with, I don't know, three or four unknown people about random topic. And this is what actually is happening um, right now in in our community and yeah, how we actually function. Mm-hmm. And to find that comfortable. Mm-hmm. So we cannot, uh, we cannot control what is going to be triggering for us, but what we do with that trigger how we manage it, what choices we take after that, how we take responsibility for that is something that can expand the comfort zone about that. I mean, about about that fine balance between like you want some risk, you have some desires, but you also have some fears and you need to take um, in consideration both of them mm-hmm. to make something that actually is going to change uh, some pattern that was there before. So when you take things, in, when you take the things in con- into consideration, where you're taking mm-hmm. risks, do mm-hmm. you think about the results only on you, affecting you, or the people around you in life? Um, well, both, I guess. We need both. to take consideration both. Um, no, I'm just asking you when oh. you're doing that, because this is about you, right? <laughs> it's not yeah. an advice for people. I, mean, I want to know. Do you do I, that or you like, I know the perfect, the perfect answer is you need to do both. Um, yeah. Not everyone does that. So I, my question is, do you do that? Well, if I stress out, so I need to take care of myself. So first, yeah. this is, this is more about uh, seeing what works for me because uh, this is not hurting anybody, but me in in that amount because if mm. i for example uh, if i want to say something mm. if i don't say i'm not hurting anybody but if okay. i don't say and i want to say it i hurt myself by keeping it in yeah so and, okay so this is like sh- should i say it or shouldn't i say it or mm. is it fine how do i feel about saying it is it too stressful no it's not maybe it is the other day, I don't know what was the discussion, but you remind me of that when I I told the person when you when if have you ever done an uh, uh, first aid course, the first no. the regular first aid. So the in the regular first aid, the things that they tell you when you as a first aider, let's say you're walking past in a building and you see someone in a room, and they're laying on the floor, you call their name, they're not responding. Right. Okay. So the first thing you think this person needs help and you you're qualified as a first aider to help them right but would would you shouldn't go 
into that room without che- checking the risks that might affect you, <laughs> right? Because you need to know what are the causes for that person to be on the floor. Maybe there is an existing risk that will risk your life to in- if you go into that room. Maybe there is an armed person. Maybe there is a gas leak. Maybe there are an endless questions, endless possibilities, right? So if you go into the room, and there's a gas leak, for example, God forbid, you will be affected by two. And now we'll have two people. Also, not just two people. <laughs> Instead of helping the person, you became the person who needs help too. So mm-hmm. you cannot take care of anything, taking risks or like taking care of people around you or anything in life if you didn't choose yourself first. Can you do that? You cannot. You cannot finish your job if you're sick, right? You cannot perform well if you're sick. And to get better, you have to take some days off to go back to your job. So that's how life works. And I think um, sometimes I, I myself was a was a like a, I was guilty of not taking care of myself. That's why I asked you the question: How would you consider when you're like, I won't risk this uh, because mm-hmm. of the results? Blah blah blah. Uh, right so i think i always think that we need to think of ourselves first yeah when i think about um my work Mm. and um when actually psychotherapy started to be my work because um first uh, i started volunteering and i created with uh, my friend uh, a free counseling place for students so this was uh, one concept that we created in one uh, center. So after that, um, I started slowly my private practice. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you in when you're in the beginning, you kind of look up to some other therapists that are working um, there for quite some time, and you imagine that you compare that to a regular job. So you think about, okay, if a regular job is you work nine to five, so it means that this is going to be my work time and I'm creating that myself, but this is how long I will work. Mm. But uh, on a daily basis. Mm. But when you put that in practice, you see that this these things are are not working. You cannot have like, functional, meaningful conversation that you can pay attention to and really enjoy in the process. This this was this wasn't a conscious uh decision. Insight that mm. enjoyment in the in the process is something that is necessary for your work to um to work to function in the long run. So I noticed a few times that I kind of, if you have like a green, yellow, and red zone, like mm-hmm. how much your capacities are full, mm-hmm. um, I've never reached the to the red zone because I reached to the yellow zone, mm-hmm. maybe once or twice, uh, because I was, um, you know, creating my schedules, and I noticed at my at certain point that. I have a lot of things to do that I kind of uh, promised. I booked sessions and I noticed at one point that I, oh my God, I need to work today. So 
that I need to go to the work that I created with people that I want to work with and that have that shitty feeling. Mm. So this was, this was like a clear slap, like, what you doing? So this is not, this is not working. If you want this to function, this is, this is not a good decision. Mm. So if I can work with three clients for that day, for my, my mental health, my physical health, my enjoyment, you know, I want to enjoy there. I want to look forward to, to what is happening. So this is what I need to pay attention to. And that's when actually the whole concept of, I don't know, work and that kind of balance between uh, like, where is the moment when you need to stop? And this is hard decision to make because we are also having other desires, other, I don't know, motives. We want some success in this or that area. So we kind of force ourselves to go over that really clear uh, feeling if we notice. So I love this um, because it aligns with the fact that to do your job, you need to um, you need to be aware of your um, your capacities and limitations and how this job affects you for you to actually do a good job. Kind of like one of my friends who are a therapist is actually in therapy herself mm-hmm. because she needs that um, that window for herself to be in therapy too. So she does not hold everything personal inside of her. You know what I mean? Like to hold herself accountable, to take care of herself. So she is in therapy herself. She goes to therapy and she's a therapist. And I find a lot of people, a lot of therapists do that for their own, uh, for their own benefit. I love this part so much. <laughs> I, I, I have so many things to say to it, but I want to go back to your story. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm insisting on it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I feel like we're going into concepts, but I want to know more about you. So, uh, how was it? How is Serbia's um, education system? So, you went elementary, high school, and and um, university. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, university. So, is university psychology. psychotherapy or psychology? No, it's and then psychology okay. department. So, it, in Serbia, it's separated. Uh, you kind of have this formal education. Mm. Uh, that you only have uh, education for becoming a psychologist, but mm. uh, psychotherapy educations are aside to that. It's like, it's a, like a master. I don't know. No, it's like um, private education. Mm. So, you so after you those... finished your psychology degree, you went into that to do that. Yes. Yes. Mm. Okay. Um, I mean, after my psychology uh, bachelor bachelor degree, I take master degree in psychology, and after that, master degree in philosophy. Mm. And um, beside that, I was still on education in psychotherapy. Mm. So, what made you take that decision? Because I see, like, um. I see it like connected to your childhood and your decision making and everything. What, how did you come into like, I want to study psychology? Is this like an event in your life? Um, what, what, what happened? How did you end up in psychology? To be honest, uh, I never, 
I thought that I'm not capable of entering that university. And mm-hmm. I've never considered that for, I think, maybe half a year before um, that uh, enrollment exam or however you call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't taking that into consideration because I it, it's hard to get in. Uh, and I am not good at uh, learning theory. So learn. I wasn't good at that at that age. So and I heard for some people that were older than me that failed that exam and I was like if they failed then I I can't do I mean it's it's definitely we have one uh my friend my mom has a friend and she's a psychologist and her daughter tried to en- enroll to that university and she failed. And I was like if a daughter from psychologist couldn't enroll, how can I that I don't have any connection to to that? This was you my assumption. connections. Well, you know now that, but yeah, at that age. So, how did you I convince yourself though to to do it? Was it one of those risk taking decisions? Let me do it. What if? I think that at at, at uh, that age, like the last uh, year of my high school, I started How old reading. Were you? How old eighteen. Were you? Eighteen. Okay. It got seventeen, eighteen. So, so at that age, I started reading things. Uh, I wasn't reading before. I started to like think about concepts and kind of trying to figure things out. So, I've never, for example, in uh, literature, in literature tests, or when you have to to write something about some topic or some mm. book. I was always very bad. And I've never, even though I've tried to have like a maximum de- de- uh, maximum Grades. points or mm. grade in that specific area, I, I could never do it. I was always so confident, like I prepared this, so I'm gonna get like an A or whatever. Yeah. But let's like see. And um, at this uh, time, when I I read, I don't know, I think we were reading uh, Dostoevsky, uh, one novel from Dostoevsky, never mind. So it's kind of complex uh, book with com- complex Has he never been concepts. complex? Is there a- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Complex. yeah. Yeah. Of course. But, of course. Yeah. So, so... I was preparing for that final. That was like my final uh, exam in literature. And I was reading beside that book some other authors that that were writing about the book. Mm. So that was my like my first A uh, mark in, in that from the primary school to yeah. the high school. Yeah. So... I don't know what was it to be honest what what made me like I think I wasn't confident but part of me wanted it so part of you wanted it so bad that you tried yes yes um and this is still there I'm still uh, kind of people are saying like yeah it, I see that people see at least some benefit in what I can provide but I'm still like yeah, but you don't know actually how much things I don't know. So it's not so about what is... you don't know. Like, I think I know. 
Okay, let me say my piece of thing about not knowing. I actually love that I don't know some stuff. That means that suggests that I have more to learn, which is an, an, inter- an, an exciting to Ruth, and it will keep me going. Like a couple of days ago, I don't know where I saw this, but it said, imagine if we, us humans can live 500 years or more. Okay. Would we have the will to work so hard to achieve things? And if we don't have the will to work so hard to achieve things, would there be evolvement in this earth? Like if someone knows that they're living 500 years, would they like think about genetics and how a person like have different, well, now we call it genetics, but then they were like, they didn't know why certain people look certain way or someone is tall and someone is short, right? Someone, right, sat down and thought about that and came up with an experience, experiment, right? I mean, it's it comes to perspective. I don't want to be like the devil's advocate, but but people were living, uh, I don't know, the average length of uh, life or however you, you name it was 35 years. At some point, and yeah. now maybe people live a uh, hundred years or ninety years. So we will we will find our way to I don't know to work on on things if there is. But there's a still desire. a deadline, Yelena. There's still a deadline. Yeah, it's not it, but, and, and the deadline is. But not, I'm not motivated by the deadline. You're not, but I'm just saying. But you you don't. The thing is, I'm not saying people... that people, I guess the people that are motivated by the deadline, I guess if I would be aware of the deadline, I would probably live differently. And I guess the people who are aware of the deadline, they are living differently, I guess. What I'm saying is this is a collective thought. It's not your thought or my thought, right? Because before I read about this or hear about this, I never thought about it. I never thought, ah. This is probably why we invent things. This is probably why life keeps going. Because there's always a new generation every hundred years. Let's say it's every hundred years. Yeah. There's always people every hundred years. And I remember one of my favorite writers say, if someone lived 100 years with their memories, how bad this would be for them. How like painful it is to remember all the people you had in the hundred years. The people who stayed, the people who left, the memories you had here, the yeah. blah blah blah, etc. Right. So it's not just the deadline or being motivated. It's a, it's a collective um, thought. Right. And th- this motivated me to learn to know that ah, Serene, there's still things for you to learn. Mm-hmm. That's why I get up in the morning, like doing this podcast. Do I know how to edit this podcast? I don't. I just do my best and I get it out there because for me, it's more about the people, the content, and I get to know you guys. And I know eventually I will learn editing because that's, and I know because I don't know editing, I'll sit down and I learn it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole concept of starting something new, like what Sun says, start messy because you're going during the journey, you're going to learn everything. And for you, yes, you know a lot of things that 
you probably are taking it for granted and other people don't know and you don't know that. And there's a lot of things that you don't know and you're going to learn from people. And that's that's connection. That's okay. making connections. Uh, that's learning. That's something exciting, you know? And I've always hated when someone says to me, and I've said this before, my friend would say something or a word I don't understand. I'll be like, what does that mean? And they're like, why don't you just Google it? I'm like, but I will remember it when you tell me. And mm-hmm. my and when you tell me, we might start an interesting conversation about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So not sure. knowing, definitely, we need definitely. to like stop, <laughs> stop um, saying not knowing is a, is, a, is a good thing. I I love that I don't know some stuff. I love that I say I don't know. Maybe we should explore this together. Or I don't know. Would you tell me? Or I don't know. Let's just do it another way. And when you don't know something, yeah. you're probably going to invent a, a, another thing to like, um, another way of making it, right? Um, how was psychology when you got into it? Was it the thing that you expected it to be? No. No, it was totally the opposite <laughs> of what I expected. Okay, tell me, tell me. I mean, the... What they expect you to do is uh, to learn to repeat what they told you. If it's Mm -hmm. especially in the first and second year, Mm -hmm. when we learned a lot of uh, statistics methodology for researching a methodology, uh, we were working some programs for statistics. And like, Mm -hmm. what is this? What does that anything? What does have anything to to do? Uh, with uh, you know, like I mean, this have a connection with how people function, but I mean, the, from totally different uh, perspective that I actually don't care about. So the tests, what they were expecting from us was to learn things, um, you know, to learn by heart, and you have. I thought like, yeah, I learned something, but you now have like tests. And if you fail, you have, I don't know, 30 questions and you uh, fail three questions. And now you have, I don't know, one mark less than than the best mark. Because I was like, I learned it. It's going to be like, cool. And then you have your grade. And it's like, mm, 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 mm. this is not, this is not working out the way I wanted it. So you were like slapped by the education system exactly yeah exactly so i needed to i had many challenges the first one was that i needed to learn by heart things Mm -hmm. the second is that i needed to learn things to sit and to learn that was also a challenge such a huge challenge and i knew that so when i came to university i was like Okay, I need to sit where people that actually know how to learn where they are sitting. So it's like a first row. So this is it. So I was like, Mm-mm-mm. let me sit in the first row because people there are those that pay a lot of attention. So uh, I was trying some strategies to help myself survive through through that. And eventually I learned that, you know, if I'm going to finish this, I need to find my ways uh, not to just sit and read. I need to, because I didn't have concentration for that. I could not sit and read for long because I would fall asleep 
I've lost my concentration. I would read that I didn't know what I, I've read. Yeah. So I would need to like have strategies, stand up, read out loud, uh, walk and read, stand on one leg and read. Um, I don't know, go to a library, go to a bar. So these were uh, learn for read for 10 minutes that, or Pomodoro technique. Yeah, so, I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, this is it. You need I I noticed that the other if I don't change things, I I cannot do it. So, I was actually surviving through my university because this is what they expected from me. Um and every time I would because it's it's so stressful to prepare something uh you don't have time and you don't have that approach to sit and think about it you need to just learn it and every time like after exams I would think like there are so many cool things I wish in the book that I have just passed I wish I have like more it's not like time I wish I have I don't know will yes to come back and to yeah. reflect on it. Yeah, because um, when you're in university, it's a course after course, and you have to survive. You have to. You don't yes. have the time to go back to it. Actually, like uh, I've been like deleting some stuff from my laptop from university time that I kept, um, so I can read. One of them was DSM five, and I was looking at. it. I was like, I'm not gonna delete the DSM five. I'm not gonna delete it. I want to read it. I want to read the whole thing. But mm. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it's going to be reviewed and everything, and something new would come back. But that's the the real the harsh reality of university and theory learning and a lot of things is that they need to change it. They need to give us the facts and let us think about it. Like for example, my my best marks were on seminar classes. I don't know if you have those classes. I remember I took uh, I think criminal psychology. It was all about reflection on on crimes and and, and um, it was honestly we would just read watch a video an interview right and then we reflect and I learned I remember this class more than any of the other theory classes where we have to like memorize things by heart yeah I, I imagine how how engaging the class would be if you just have I don't know you put something on your board and you ask people what do you see tell me your assumptions yeah so this is so engaging and interactive so you have their eyes like ah what's gonna what is going to be so so this is something that official like formal education uh doesn't pay much attention to because this brings a lot of other problems um if you don't have the right answer you have a perspective so mm. the whole grading system mm. is going to be different. Yes, the grading system. And also, like, what if oh, I have so many things to say on that? Because if you have a different opinion and the teacher does not like your opinion, you're losing marks, right? Yeah. And yeah. also, it's just also there's a lot of capitalism. I mean, you have now, now you reminded me you have some, um, we had some professors, so when you have like um, advices from older generation or, or people that mm. already passed that exam, they would say, yeah, but this professor, uh, he likes this, uh, I don't know, this mm. part of the book so much. And he doesn't want you to answer 
from the book, but from his presentations. This is what he grades, mm-hmm. you know, what he actually uh, yeah. approves. So now you are adapting yourself to what actually that professor is going to look into. Yeah, it's so more about... Where uh, are we in, in that formula? No place that's another for, podcast. for this. That's another podcast. <laughs> exactly. I mean, when I think about university and um, the whole construct of how, of how things work, they kind of suck you in. So mm. you, I don't remember myself uh, being so, I don't know, rebel, because there was no place for it and everybody was was so hyped up about this like how to function how to get there um, to get the good marks uh, Mm. how to I don't know fulfill those obligations that there wasn't so much space I guess there are some people but they're not obvious Mm. but those people that are uh, like uh, really putting an effort to um, to do it they're kind of standing out and uh, you're in the concept you're like you're sucked in that mm-hmm. um but now that i i'm thinking about the call my college and i didn't think about that professor there was one professor we didn't have like um um mandatory lectures so you can come or you don't however you like it so this professor was older one Usually he would come a little bit like boozed. So uh, people, there were like, we have, I don't know, like 80 people in our class, but only, I don't know, uh, maybe 10 of us would show up. So I would show up there every time. And now I'm thinking about that. So a few times we had our class in a bar because there were so... (laughs) A small number of people there that we could sit uh, in, in a bar. In, in a bar, yeah, yeah. We would go to to a cafe next to the university. We would sit together, so he could have his alcoholic drink and uh, to smoke a cigarette. And we would we would actually talk about things. It was the psychology of learning. So, mm. uh, and you now I'm thinking so. Yeah, he was actually so cool. He was weirdo, the mm-hmm. rebel, the, I don't know, outlier. Yeah. But um, actually, the vibe was the most natural one that you could get from mm. university. Mm. Yeah. It's always like that. It's always the prof that break uh, the circle that we remember is always the teacher that break the circle. Um, Like, you know, they just like, they're like, "Ah, just going like this. We're just going to go like this (laughs) and see how it goes. See how, if people would, you know, Um, and now you still remember him. I, I always remember the people that are the weird. I I always say, and I think I I read this somewhere. If you're a weirdo, let your weirdo shine so other weirdos can find you because you're just going to find them and attract I them. Would, I would like to embrace that sentence. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's super hard. It's super it hard. And I was going to say, I remember being in was one of those seminar classes and I studied neuroscience, right? And neuroscience is so specific. 
and as it's someone whose uh, their first language is not English, right? So sometimes I forget terms and I forget names and there's like receptors and I don't know, so much is happening in the brain, to be honest. And I love it. I love what I study. But I, sometimes I would be sitting in those seminar classes and I would feel like a stupid person. Right? Because I have no idea what's happening. What is this topic about? What, what is that term? Is it is it a term that I don't know or is it an English word I don't know I don't know, right? And I remember sitting in class like this and I look at the person in front of me, he was a guy, and he literally Googled something that girl said, read it, and then Google another question, read it, and then raised his hand and it was so quick. He was so quick and he said something really clever and I was like <gasps> Is this how people are doing it? Am I just sitting here not doing l- Googling? Mm. Is this is how it is? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like a bit. I feel like I missed the code of cheating or something that, uh, you know? Yeah. And I think it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm naive. Sometimes I tell myself you are. I just, for me, I, I, I rather learn <laughs> by interacting and not by look, uh, seem, uh, like, you know, I don't want to present that I'm smart. I want to present that mm-hmm. I am learning all the time. And I don't blame people for wanting to look smart because the education system in academia is kind of toxic. It would push off and brush off people who would say, ah, teach me, blah, blah. Everyone has to look a certain image, um, that excellent image. And it's not easy. I mean, in university, because you have you have that expectation. So yeah. there is some kind of subconscious bar there. Mm-hmm. And I remember when people would, um, they would say how much time they, it took them to prepare an exam. So I was there like uh, surviving through a book because it's super hard and I don't, I read something and I can recall anything. Mm. And then I hear a person that like, yeah, I got an A and I just read it once. And one day before the exam, I repeated it. And I was like, liars. <laughs> God, how they, how they did it. Mm-hmm. So I would scream at myself like, because I'm super slow. Yeah. Um, and I also remember one thing that I didn't kind of revisit at that time when we enrolled the university. So there's that book that we needed to prepare. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one, um, guy that also enrolled at that time asked me like how, how many times you read the book, uh, for the exam. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know, around seven times i guess mm-hmm. so but i wasn't just reading i was reading and repeating after that i don't know around seven mm-hmm. and he was like oh my god you're the only one that was telling the truth <laughs> that's true <laughs> because he was asking people yeah yeah he, yeah he was asking people like how much time it took you i'm like i don't know but then it I actually you, you understood that yes. they were lying. Yeah, I I don't know why they do that. <laughs> I never. I am not I mean, good in in. I guess it comes to, to that. I it comes to fear, fear Smart. of embarrassment, fear. fear of, yeah, because how you represent yourself to the community. 
stuff like that. Yeah, right? and it it really looks it has the vibe of something serious. You need smart mm. people are there. You kind of need to to look up to them and to kind of um, you know be good enough so that you can you can be in that environment. So if we all have imposter syndrome, but we think that we are the only one with that. Mm. we need to try to pretend to fit in so you have like i don't know 80 people with imposter syndrome trying to fit fit in in. so we are all collectively i just wish i i wish people would show up as themselves what's wrong with not what's wrong with people not wanting to show up as themselves it's it's the most authentic and, and real thing ever like i i just you know, more like I don't know how to say this, but um, I remember someone when I was in medical school, we had like this exam, and this girl said, "Oh, I didn't study. I only spent like an hour." And mm-hmm. kid you not, this is one of the girls who would get a hundred, right? Yeah, I know. And I'm such people. a I'm such a blunt person, so I looked at her and said, "Stop it." We all know that you studied all night and you're gonna get good grades. Don't go there for don't good I, I was like, mm-hmm. don't don't fake it. Please stop faking it. And I just she was so taken back that I, I, I like confronted her and I didn't even know that I was going to do that. <laughs> it just happened. It just happened because I was and I don't like being in a fake environment, right? And I wish people would like just show up and I I think when we do that, we find we find genuine connections. I I wish that for myself too. I mean, now that we're we're talking for almost uh, one and a half hours, I'm thinking like, what did I say like here yeah. that is going to? I don't know. I mean, I know that my English is I stumble on words. I don't have like clear word that I would say in Serbian. So I'm I'm in my mind like, oh, who who is going to benefit out of this call? I so- did. <laughs> I did. You have one person here. Uh, I made a podcast episode out of your personality. I got to enjoy talking to you. And and if other two people listened or watched this, we're winners. We won. Yeah, and your English language is fine, and you have taught me so much. And like, I here's how would I see? I see an outlier thinker mm. who who started thinking at such a young age about everything, who was curious, who wanted to do the what ifs through all her life. But at some point, she realized not all the what ifs are wise. So I need to pick my paddle right and there's yeah. a time where yeah. you had to face the results <laughs> and face the results mm. of your family or face it alone um and this just got you into eventually all this collective um memories and things from your childhood got you into psychology uh into reading last year and mm-hmm. then getting yourself into psychology and then experiencing and i think all of us go to this university life with whatever major we think we did, we go into it and we think, you know what? Um, this is what I'm getting into. And then you go there, it's a completely different experience. You're like, mm-hmm. I screwed up. I shouldn't have chosen this, right? Or yeah. like, everyone's smart, I'm a stupid, right? And then by the end of it, you realize all of us were the same. And I just exactly. had this, I had this experience 
with a group of people where I just thought, you know, had different and then ideas, right? And then at the end of it, I realized we're all the same. We just didn't know. All of us were like hiding behind shells and walls so the other person wouldn't see us for who we are. And there is no shame with who you are, whoever you are. Just show up, right? So the people who are like you who want to get to know you would get to know you. So I see you there getting into uh, psychology. What made you go into philosophy? You said you have a master of psychology and a master of philosophy. Are they one masters or just uh, two or two? It's two. It's separated. Well, so... I'm guessing you went to psychology because things were you loved it, right? Yeah, or I had was the... the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to go in psychotherapy, so this was like the natural path. Uh, at mm-hmm. least in Serbia, you cannot, you couldn't. Uh, go directly to psychotherapy education you needed to go to some uh, psychology Masters. and then to yeah well psychology to... makes sense the philosophy Why? yeah um so because you know i think about concepts you know so when you think about psychology the whole department is so focused on like research and they're kind of exploring human behavior and it's more of a I don't know it's as as I'm showing you with my body it's like this so Mm. you are like here trying to figure out how things work but Mm. I'm like but what's here so Mm. can we go a little bit out of that box so Mm. there we come to philosophy and concepts so I kind of at that moment at that time I was like maybe this will give some kind of broad perspective on I don't know on on something Mm. so you like thoughts yes yes I get that um, thinking is my safe place for whenever I don't know what to do I start thinking so thinking is a way to regulate myself if I'm not sure what to do next mm-hmm. but also place full of fears because the more you kind of detach and go to your head the more fears are there waiting for you because in head many things make sense that actually don't mm-hmm. so uh, so I I enrolled that master uh, and again uh, this was I'm now that I look back, mm. uh, I kind of see why I chose it, but I, I do not chose that again mm. because um, still I I didn't get what I wanted. I just got a new experience. I mean, I tested it. Mm. So what the good thing is, uh, I recently. Uh, read uh, my master kind of master thesis mm. in philosophy and the topic was kind of mix of psychology and philosophy mm. so uh, it was um, uh, ethical perspective on social media mm. okay. so I explored I combined um, human behavior and how we react to uh, 
it's not like social media. I think it was uh, virtual worlds and social mm. media, something like that. Mm. So everything that, that comes to that kind of umbrella. So mm. how this reflects ethical ethical moment of this and how this uh, is benefiting the some values that are there, mm. uh, like inherent in our nature mm. or something like that. So, so I use some philosophy concepts to kind of bring them to the earth and to see like, okay, we have philosophy concepts and we have people that are into virtual worlds and social media. So how this, these two combine. Mm. So this was a mix. And uh, <laughs> when I was like def- having that, defending that master thesis, you have like three philosoph- philosophy professors and you're, uh, sharing um, how you actually see that topic so they have like copied version of it so when i entered that i saw one guy he was almost like pissed off and he was like circling my thesis like everywhere like with some i read a pen i just noticed that (laughs) he was like because i made so many philosophy mistakes in how i interpreted some Uh philosopher and those nuances and concepts yeah because they didn't know that I'm not from the department of philosophy, that I'm from the department from psychology. Well, how does the master work? You don't go into, you don't have like a supervisor and you spend two years? How does it work? Oh, uh, well, depending from the, from a college to college, from university to university, but specifically in this one, like master um, is one year long. Mm. I should go so to you have. <laughs> yeah in 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 psychology and in philosophy in some other um universities you have like three plus two so three years of university a bachelor degree and two years in master degree okay so yeah here is four plus one okay makes sense okay go Um, ahead sorry you were defending it yeah and uh, when they actually found out that I'm not from their department, like, oh, this makes sense because those nuances that pe- person from s- philosophy needs to know mm-hmm. uh, that are obvious for them, I I didn't know. Okay. Um, but um, I mean, everywhere it's university is university. You can go to philosophy, you can go to psychology, you can do whatever. I mean, at least my experience is that you have people in the box wanting you to fulfill uh, obligations in that box. And this is it. If you do it, you will pass. You don't need to. I was think. I was going to ask you. You need why, to repeat things. Why did you choose to like, instead of... <sighs> Why is a master? Why is not you just doing your own research and reading? Did you think you would find well, the information is, from experts? Of, well, yeah, I was looking up to uh, those uh, role models and still uh, there is a part of accountability. So mm. if you are obliged to do it, you're probably going to do it, at least in my case, is like that. But if I am, like I am now in three courses, that I uh, bought and I have them, like I have access, like I can easily get to them and I'm looking forward to see them. So I want to see them, mm. but somehow life gets in the way and yeah. I don't do it. 
But if I have a date, so this is a date for you to watch it, I'll find time. Mm. So, okay, makes sense. You wanted to do it with a sense of accountability from someone. There is a date, deadline to do this, to do that. Yes, the university obligation. What actually I think I wanted was that critical thinking part Mm. because I was searching for a place where I can, I guess, this is my assumption, Mm. where I can question things. Mm. Because uh, with that professor from psychology that I attended every class, he was open to questions. He was like randomly, randomly there. He was explaining why something makes sense. So everything was kind of, uh, I don't know, made made sense altogether. so I guess I'm interested in asking questions. Okay. Why something is like that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes maybe I'm more interested in the questions than in answering, but uh, <laughs> okay. I don't know what's, what's in asking, but there is something in asking questions that is exciting. Mm-hmm. Does so. asking questions make you think more? And because you like you like thinking, so when you ask a question, a new question will form out of it. It's just a process. Yeah, you connect things. You yeah, connect it's a things. process of thinking you for you. It's not. It's not getting yeah. the answers. Does um your study in philosophy uh, help you mm-hmm. as a psychotherapist? Did it? No. No, it's not related. <laughs> No, <laughs> totally unrelated. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask the th- psychotherapist now. Um, you said most of your job is uh, with um, usual relationships. What is you think is a common thing that people do that they shouldn't be doing in relationships, or like a very simple mistake that we can avoid? Um, if I think about uh, two days ago I was thinking about self-awareness and how self-awareness is reflecting on everything so if we didn't have the chance to understand to get closer to our own needs um mm, desires uh how to express our needs how to like take actions for for something that we want how to communicate um that self-awareness is if it's not developed then it creates problem on every step mm-hmm. so uh, it comes down to like expecting from a person what they need to do because they know what actually we would like they know me. They, if I am tired and he knows that I'm going to be tired after work, mm. why didn't he wash the dishes and mm. left at that to me to mm. do it, for example? So mm. this is like an, I don't know, obvious, common example, but a lot of assumptions, expectations, um, unexpressed emotions. So a lot of proud when actually we are hurt or we feel ashamed that we want to contact, we want to connect, but we don't know how, or we feel like, well, we are kicked out and 
person doesn't care about us. So um, many things come to that self-awareness, if we say it like scale, because the, um, the better we understand like those patterns, we kind of can increase the self-awareness. So we know that we are not, I don't know, angry because of what happened right now. We are angry because this repeats for 20 times and we are now full of that. We cannot hold it together and we snap out. So there's an accumulation of the same pattern behavior. And I think it comes to what I said earlier, that self-awareness is not just you being aware of who you are as a person, but how the other person sees you as well. Because if, let's go to your, and I love your simple examples, by the way, because they're so related to everyone. We don't need to make complicated ones. If I come home from work tired, that person is home and they didn't do the dishes, they expect me to do it. It's, are they aware of that? Are they aware of that? I'm going to come from home, blah, blah, blah. Uh, am I aware of their mental state of not of them not aware not being aware of how I feel? You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. I don't think self awareness is just being knowing how we feel or how. I think it's also knowing how people perceive us. Right? Yes. Like yes. I, I like two days ago, I my sister asked me to do something, and and I was like, you you can do this, right? And what I was saying is it is simple that she should not, it's not that I didn't want to do it for her because I'm tired or sick of her, whatever. It's like, I want her to learn how to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I did not choose the right time to express that because at that time she needed me to do it for her. Right. And, um, and when I did it, I did not realize how, how she would receive it from me. I wasn't self-aware of the way I said it and the time and everything. So she got the wrong idea out of it, right? So there's self-awareness missed from... The, and I could be angry at her and say, you understood me wrong, right? But the right thing to do is to reflect on how I said it and when I said it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think self-awareness is much much more than us knowing um ourselves yeah, because so many times it's um uh, it's not only our part that wasn't like clear it's also how other person responded it because they also have their own baggage mm. that accumulated through time uh so we have two people that have some some burden they're mm-hmm. holding them for themselves. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's a matter of time when and how it's going to clash to create the rupture in the relationship. Yes. So, so then when rupture is necessary for a relationship to grow, you need to see how we are dealing, if we are dealing with those ruptures. Mm-hmm. So usually, um, people are so... Um, adapted to the fact that it is what it is so we just continue we have a little bit of passive aggressive comments here and there and this is it one day pass two day pass we go back to normal like nothing happened 
but actually but this rupture is there yeah it's still there and maybe next time if we are hurt from that experience we wouldn't share a little bit we wouldn't ask if we have that kind of need so everything becomes our i don't know builds our relationship capacity if our relationship has the capacity to kind of manage those situations how we manage those situations so it's layer one over another and you kind of slowly are digging into it yeah. and searching for how to make things more smoother and i don't know easier for people okay I don't know if you remember the whole talk, but I'm going to ask you the question I usually ask at this stage is, would you change your opening scene after this talk? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unexpected question. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Here's what I see. I see you as a painting. Okay. And this painting is just a detail by detail. And, you, and you're still painting it. You're the person painting yourself, right? It started by you um, in the swimming pool, doing those, taking mm -hmm. those risks and stuff. And then it goes you with you doing all these things, um, taking risks, uh, asking the what-ifs. Uh, I'm pretty sure that your childhood was full you reminded me of uh do you know thomas wire no no okay anyways thomas wire <laughs> was a child who got himself in trouble all the time and there's a there's it was a i think a book and there was um an uh, animation or cartoon about him that I, i watched when i was a kid right and there is another version of thomas wire who was a girl And she was Oh, I know Tom Sawyer. Yeah, you know yeah, I just didn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a child that would go on a boat. I think I think he went into a boat, but I don't remember the boat. I remember him getting in trouble all the time and everyone yeah. and, okay. and everyone in the okay. town is like, Tom, yeah. I just remember like bits of it. I don't remember the whole thing because I also read it and yeah, watched me it. Neither. And um and also like the the because one of my favorite um animation when I was growing up, it probably it was in Arabic, so it probably was translated and has another um It has another name, but it was a, about a girl who grew up in a, a kind of like a dorm or a hostel thing. She was, she was orphan, and she just, she was so adventurous, you know. And I remember she had short hair and like a, you know, a ribbon that's pink or red. I don't know. She was so adventurous, and the whole show is about her. And um, it started by her being an adult going back. And then she, mm -hmm. you bring back the memories, and you made me think of that because I aspired. Oh. <laughs> I was like, this woman, this little girl is me because I was, I was like that. You reminded me of her. So it's like a painting. You're painting it yourself with all the what ifs and the adventure you're doing, and maybe it's not you're not concurring the world with your adventures, but there's still. And I love what Sun says about you. Your small stories and simple stories are everything because this is what life is about, you know? And we always, we turn, like in the media and everything, we turn to, to listen to the extreme and neglect the simple mm -hmm. things. And I love how, you know, you, you just brought simple stuff and just build it up until you went into psychology and 
who became a psychotherapist and then he gave us an amazing advice, right, about relationships, which is a very valuable one in my opinion. Um, and I see you still painting this painting. It's not complete because not it's not about completing it. It's more about uh, the detail bit by bit, right? Um, what do you think a theme of in your movie would be? I don't know. What are my options? Do I have options? <laughs> Can I have multiple choices? <laughs> this is not a psych first year course. Yeah. I think for you is, um, let me think. Getting to know yourself, uh, asking questions. I think more, it's more about asking questions. It's for you. This, this is a theme I see present itself over and over. Uh, and and how how I think that you know like how how asking questions connect also with thoughts. yes and how how we connect with each other with our thoughts with mm-hmm. you know in that experience of going like a little bit deeper than than what we were taught to so uh, okay so questioning questioning life is the way to get to know life. Or to get to know thoughts. Yeah, and yes, I I think um, I think that when I think about like this movie now, um, if that those questions that I ask, and I would always come back to myself that like maybe I'm the one that don't see things because people here agreed on this reality. Like, why am I the one that is asking <laughs> questions? So I would kind of put blame on myself because yeah. I am asking this. So I guess when you have this, I don't know what is it like a story and the plot like difference between those two. I don't know, yeah. but like what is happening in the movie and actually what is what's underlying. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I guess the outcome of this movie should be, I mean, I'm still in the movie, obviously, but the outcome of that movie should be that, like, yeah, I'm asking the question and this is me asking the question because I'm I'm asking the question. And yes, this is me. So hello world. Yeah. I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. You're the... (laughs) I was thinking uh, the outlier thinker as your... as, as your name for a movie, but I feel like question is questioner award. I don't think both of us are not English <laughs> speakers. Maybe. Um, what do you think a name for your movie uh, coming from this theme? Because the theme is you're gonna you're going to keep asking the important questions, even if those questions are not important to everyone. They're important to you, so you're gonna keep asking them, and you're you're going to keep questioning life because or like uh not questioning life questioning stable um oh there's a word for this but i don't remember it i don't remember the word but things that are set to be theory mm-hmm. you're questioning those theories because if someone says this is a lemon this is a lemon narrative right this is a lemon you'll be like why did you call it a lemon why do you think this is a lemon tell me right yeah. 
right? So why do they have two houses? Like why they are not together and they're like this? Yeah. Why? 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 Why, why can it be something people, else? Two person talking. Is this it? Yeah. So tell exactly. me. Tell me. You tell me. Right. <laughs> so I think it's, it's. I don't know if it would be the outlier thinker. What do you think the name would be? Hmm. When you say the outlier, it kind of stands out like something but i i don't like the fact of being like something oh, okay. more to a weird scale like weird those scale. that are a little bit of um you know kind of weird the weird but, questions yeah maybe the movie would be uh, let me ask a question <laughs> let me ask a weird question let me uh, let me ask you what the uh, weird question <laughs> Okay, I'll get right there. So, Yelena, I am so happy that I had you here today. This is, I enjoyed every moment. You know, I enjoyed listening to you. I enjoyed uh, uh, your adventures, your questions, your life. It's so rich. I know you, you told me, I don't know what I'm going to, talk, to be talking about. And we've been talking for two hours. And I'm pretty sure we can talk for more. Uh, but for the sake of our audience, we'll continue this, you and I, Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much and i'm so honored and and i appreciate you being here um i mean this is my first experience of uh podcasting saying something yeah like yeah. in this context and i'm like what i was talking i'm like About... oh my god i i would i would not come back it will stand there in the internet area whatever so you will you let will, me... you will you will you never know you'll never maybe when you watch it you realize how much rich life you have and how many ideas and and you know what um something son said treat this as if you're teaching someone instead of it social media and podcasting yeah. maybe you will I go mean, to inspire someone who knows the thing is i really enjoyed it and i know how uh how self-conscious i can become and to mm -hmm. think about so many things but this really came like natural for me like yeah i like this <laughs> this is great <laughs> i want to thank everyone who is watching or listening to the lemon narrative podcast with sabrine and until i see you next time thank you so much for being here <laughs>